What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie's mainstream and monster. But first, let's talk about the movie mainstream. Here's a quick synopsis. Frankie is a wannabe YouTuber when she meets Link, a charming stranger, and together they make him an internet sensation. And she begins to fall for him until she learns he's been hiding who he really is. From the minute I saw the trailer for this movie, I wanted to see it. One, because it stars Andrew Garfield, and two, because it was directed by Gia Coppola, who I am a big fan of. And for the most part, this movie lived up to my expectations. I know it's not getting the best reviews of all time, and I'm okay with it. This is exactly what I wanted the movie to be, and here are the reasons why. First off, Andrew Garfield is terrific in this movie and Garfield is best known for playing good and noble characters in movies like Never Let Me Go, The Social Network, Hacksaw Ridge, Silence and Breathe. And now in his last two films that both take place in LA, he's playing different kinds of characters. One some might deem as unlikable and one audiences probably won't root for. First in Under the Silver Lake, he plays Sam, a millennial who thinks he has the answers to everything but has no drive to improve his own life and in this mainstream he plays Link someone who will do literally anything to draw attention to himself he's obsessed with being famous good or bad I for one like what Garfield is doing with his career. This is what movie stars do once they become famous for one thing. They play against type. This is a guy who played Spider-Man for crying out loud. One of the most noble superheroes in all of comics. And something he's proven to me in these last two films is that he's more than a leading man. He's a real character actor. Garfield's next films include The Eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain and TikTok Boom with Vanessa Hudgens and Alexandra Ship, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's also long been rumored to be returning as Peter Parker along with Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland in Spider-Man 3, but Garfield says that that's not happening, and I'm inclined to believe him. I would find it very hard to believe that Garfield, a man who has continuously complained about his time being Spider-Man, returning to the franchise, that fired him. People forget Andrew Garfield was fired after The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes, maybe he didn't want to play the character again, but his original trilogy was not ever going to finish because he was fired. I would find it very hard to believe that Andrew Garfield will ever work for Sony again and play that iconic character. And honestly, I would rather him play characters like Sam and Under the Silver Lake and Link in Mainstream than him ever play Peter Parker again. The other star of Mainstream is Maya Hawke, who was the breakout star of Stranger Things Season 3. Also, she appeared in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She is really good in this movie and has really good chemistry with Andrew Garfield. It will be interesting to see if she reaches the height of fame that her parents have gotten to. I mean, her mom is Uma Thurman and her dad is Ethan Hawke, and I think she has a chance to be just as famous as they are, also because she's really good actress. Like, she is 
really good in Stranger Things Season 3, and she is really good in this movie. Also in mainstream is Nat Wolf, who has made the transition from child star to becoming a legitimate actor, and the director of mainstream, Gia Coppola, gets the best out of him. Wolf was also in her first film, Palo Alto, and he was amazing in it. I had only known Nat Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band, and then I saw Palo Alto, and I was blown away by him in that movie. Those are my favorite movies when they change my perception of who an actor is. Like, when I saw that movie, I was like, this kid is just some Nickelodeon wannabe, and then I saw Palo Alto, and I was like, no, I want to see every movie of Nat Wolf's career moving forward. That's how good he is in that film. And finally, Jason Schwartzman is also in the movie, and he has become a super reliable supporting actor who's worked with some of the best directors working today. He's worked with Wes Anderson a lot, but most notably on Rushmore and Fantastic Mr. Fox, David O. Russell on I Heart Huckabees, Sofia Coppola on Marie Antoinette, Edgar Wright on Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Judd Apatow on Funny People, and in mainstream with Gia Coppola, he plays a man consumed with making money off of wannabe internet celebrities. Let's talk about the director of this movie, Gia Coppola, who is related to both Francis Ford Coppola and Sofia Coppola, two of the best directors of all time. You know Francis Ford Coppola, the guy who directed the Godfather trilogy and Apocalypse Now, and Sofia Coppola, who's directed Lost in Translation and so many other brilliant films. Like, I think she is one of the best directors working today, and Gia has shown in her first two films that she is living up to that name. I absolutely loved her first film, Palo Alto. I think it's super underrated. I love the performances of the three leads, Emma Roberts, Jack Kilmer, and Nat Wolf. Emma Roberts is so good in that movie. If you have never seen that movie, you don't know how good Emma Roberts is as an actress. I say the name Emma Roberts, and again, like Nat Wolf, you're thinking she's just some Nickelodeon kid who's somewhat famous. Watch the film Palo Alto, and your mind will be blown. And then Jack Kilmer is the son of Val Kilmer, and he's incredible in Palo Alto. So the minute I saw the movie Palo Alto, I said to myself, I am a huge fan of Gia Coppola, and I need to see her next film, because she knows how to get interesting performances from young people, and she does it again in mainstream with Maya Hawk, and again with Nat Wolf, and she incorporates a legitimate movie star in Andrew Garfield, and gets him to do a completely different thing than what he's known for. This film has a ton to say about social media, and how many of these internet stars are people we really don't know anything about, and also how toxic the relationship is between these stars and their audiences. Like, Andrew Garfield's character, Link, will do anything to grab attention, good or bad, and as long as he gets eyes on his videos, he's willing to go anywhere, and that's very dangerous. There's a quote from Nat Wolf's character that I found to be the most true thing that was said in this movie. He says that his little nieces worship these guys who do and say nothing. That's him describing to Andrew Garfield's character what these social media personalities are like. They don't have to say or do anything of importance. They just have to be interesting. And like I said earlier, this movie doesn't seem to be for everyone. Seeing how it's not getting 
good reviews, but this is what I want for movies. Well-known actors going for it in a movie that has a lot to say about what's going on in the world today. Mainstream is a perfect satire of our current culture and deserves to be a mainstream film. The ending of this movie was the thing that I found way too predictable. It went in a direction that we could all see coming, and for that, I think that's its biggest flaw. It's not a bad movie, but what I do agree with the movie is the big criticism of the internet that it can be harmful and that the people responsible don't really care. That's the thing that hits home the hardest. When Link does a terrible thing at the end of this film, he doesn't really care, and there is no punishment for what he does. He just gets to continue to be an internet celebrity. There is no standard for our internet today. It's like the wild, wild west. There are no rules. There was no real punishment to what happened to Andrew Garfield's character at the end of this movie. Yes, the worst thing that could happen to him is people don't like him, but then people don't like him and they still give him the attention that he so desperately wants. That's what's so interesting about this movie and that's why I think it has a lot to say that rings true to me about our current culture. This movie mainstream isn't pointing out anything we don't already know that the internet is harmful, but I think the thing that we don't realize is that the people harming us aren't paying anything for doing it. They are getting exactly what they want out of the equation. They all want and seek attention. I also find it interesting when people make satires. They're not supposed to be beloved because satires are usually making fun of something that's super popular. And right now the internet is a super popular place. And I sound really old for saying that, but it's true. Everyone seems to love the internet, even though we all agree there are some huge issues with it. So when there's a movie like Mainstream that's calling out a ton of people, like the majority of people nowadays are somewhat obsessed with the internet, they're going to be offended by a film like this. But I, for one, really enjoyed this film. Andrew Garfield goes to a place I'd never thought I'd see him go, and Gia Coppola once again proves she's a director on the rise who you should pay attention to. And for that reason and that reason alone, I highly recommend you check out the film Mainstream. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Monster. Here's a quick synopsis. High school junior Steve Harmon is an aspiring filmmaker whose life comes crashing down when he's charged with felony murder. And if he loses his court trial, could spend up to 25 years of his life in prison. I did not know a lot about this movie going in. And the reason I wanted to watch it is because it stars Kelvin Harrison Jr., who, in my opinion, is becoming the best young actor working today. Not only can he be the lead of movies like Loose and Waves, but he can also be a supporting actor in Monsters and Men, It Comes at Night, The Trial of the Chicago 7, The Photograph, and The High Note, and make the same impact on a film. Those are my favorite actors who are great no matter how big their role in a movie is. He makes an impact. He was in The Trial of the Chicago 7 for maybe about 12 minutes total, but he had one of the most memorable turns in that movie. And in this film, Monster, he absolutely carries the film, not only 
only with a great performance, but I thought his narration was also equally entertaining. Like, again, I really like movies that have narration. I was a big fan of Ad Astra, which was narrated by Brad Pitt throughout. I really like movies that have narration, and some of the best movies of all time have narration. Remember Apocalypse Now with Martin Sheen? Kelvin Harrison's narration in this movie is almost as impressive as his performance. Harrison's next projects include the movies Cyrano with Peter Dinklage, Ben Mendelsohn, Haley Bennett, and Brian Tyree Henry, directed by Joe Wright, and Elvis as blues singer B.B. King with Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Those are the two films that might put a young Kelvin Harrison Jr. on the map, working with two of the most respected directors of all time. I mean, Baz Luhrmann has given us Romeo and Juliet. He, of course, directed Moulin Rouge and The Great Gatsby. And then with Joe Wright, he's directed The Darkest Hour. He's directed Pride and Prejudice. And one of my favorite films of all time, Atonement. So I have been waiting for a while now for Kelvin Harrison Jr. to become more more of a mainstream movie star. And these next two films might be the ones that put him on the map because this kid deserves to be a household name. That's how good of an actor he is. Not enough people have seen Loose and not enough people have seen Waves. And many more people need to see this film to see how special Kelvin Harrison Jr. is as an actor. There's one performance in this movie that I was absolutely surprised by and that was by ASAP Rocky who is surprisingly good in a scene stealing role. He's a famous rapper. He was in the movie Dope. I really liked him in that movie but in this movie I thought he was super compelling. I could have used two or three more scenes of ASAP Rocky doing his thing. Like he felt like a movie star. Like when I saw him in Dope I thought okay maybe he can be in some movies but after this I want to see ASAP Rocky kind of be the lead of his own movie. That's how good I think he is in Monster. He's super charismatic and compelling. As an audience member, I wanted to spend more time with his character. I was super impressed with ASAP Rocky in this film. The rest of the supporting cast is star-studded and it includes Jennifer Hudson from Dreamgirls, which she won an Oscar, Jeffrey Wright from Ides of March in The Laundromat, John David Washington from Malcolm and Marie in Tenet, and Tim Blake Nelson from The Bout of Buster Scrub and just mercy. Jennifer Hudson and Jeffrey Wright are really good actors, but they were not given a lot to do in this movie. The same goes for John David Washington. He's only in a scene or two. The guy I continue to be impressed with is Tim Blake Nelson. He's a guy who I first saw in the movie Holes and I was impressed with. Then I saw him in the Coen Brothers film, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I just think he's one of the best supporting actors working today. It doesn't matter that he's not the lead. It doesn't matter if he's only in a scene or two like he showed up in that Adam Driver film, The Report, and I thought he was super compelling. He is the definition of a supporting actor. No matter how many scenes he's in, no matter how many minutes of the movie he's in, he is going to have an impact on a movie. And with that, I'm super impressed with that kind of career. Jennifer Hudson's next film is Respect, where she will be playing Aretha Franklin with Forrest Whitaker, Mark Marin, and Marlon Wayans, and Jeffrey Wright will star in The Batman as Commissioner Gordon with Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, and Colin Farrell. This is my most anticipated film of 2022. I cannot wait to see the Batman. I mean, Jeffrey Wright has a lot to live up to with that character. Gary Oldman played that character really well.
Bell in Christopher Nolan's trilogy. J.K. Simmons was done wrong by the Justice League movie. I think he's only Commissioner Gordon for like 10 minutes. I have really high hopes for Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. This movie, Monster, has a lot to say about race in America and in the legal system. It examines the idea that we just like to label people so we can justify locking them up without really knowing who they are as real people. Early in the movie, Steve Harmon, Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s character, is labeled as a monster. Why is he called this? So everyone will view him as a monster. That's how simple-minded some of these people are who are the jury, but it's also, it's so easy just to label someone without really knowing their story. Because if you have to start at a point where most people think you are a monster, you are most likely going to end up at that place where they still view you as a monster. This movie also asks a question I've never been asked in a courtroom drama before. It asks the audience the question, so what if the character really did what he's accused of doing? And in this movie, Steve Harmon is accused of being the lookout for a crime he really didn't know was about to become a crime. And it asked the question, so what if Steve Harmon did this? Should a 17-year-old be locked up for 25 years of his life because he was the lookout of a crime he barely had anything to do with and wasn't going to gain anything from this crime? Is this the type of person they should be locking up for 25 years? Or are they just putting an extra person in prison because they can? That's the most interesting thing this movie is dealing with. It's saying basically he might have done what he's being accused of but should that matter at all like this idea that a 17 year old should pay even though he wasn't the real criminal in the situation he just happened to be in a very bad situation and yes he made a very bad mistake but not a mistake worthy of a 25 year sentence and that's why you feel really bad for the character there should be more of an in between it shouldn't be all or nothing like it seems to be in these situations. Like, this kid should not have to go to prison. Maybe there should be another way to deal with these kind of situations instead of just labeling him a monster and lumping him in with the other criminals who actually murdered someone. Yes, they think he played lookout and he was part of the crime, but they need to hear his side of the story and they need to care about him as a human being. They need to treat these people like human beings. To label someone a monster is ridiculous. And I'm just super impressed with the fact that Kelvin Harrison Jr. continues to make movies about race in today's America. He was in the movie Monsters and Men, which is about a cop shooting a black man. He was in Loose, which is about our perception of African Americans. He's been in so many movies about this issue that despite some people want to go away, isn't going away anytime soon. And I think not only is he in a ton of movies about race in America, but he's also in movies that try to change our perceptions about them. I thought The Trial of the Chicago 7 was a really good movie about the subject. I thought Loose was a brilliant movie about the subject. And I think Monsters and Men is one of the most underrated films about the subject. I hope he continues to deal with the subject in his films because not only is he giving great performances, but he's delivering 
powerful movies with strong messages that I think relate to what's going on in our country right now. Like Mainstream Monster deals with a topic that affects our society right now, and it is filled with movie stars. Kelvin Harrison Jr., Jennifer Hudson, Jeffrey Wright, John David Washington, and has two really good supporting performances from ASAP Rocky and Tim Blake Nelson. I really enjoyed this film. I thought it had something really interesting to say. Again, this idea about so what if the main character really did do what they're saying he did. He's still not a bad person, and I've never seen that on film before. And for that reason, I definitely recommend you check out the movie Monster. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies Mainstream and Monster. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actor Rupert Friend and the movie Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina Jolie, directed by Taylor Sheridan. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>